bonus episode. Excellent. We are here at the lovely La Quinta Inn Suites uh, in Austin, Texas, with the one and only Colt Cabana, as the Wrestling Society X fans know him, Mr. Matt Classic. Oh, are we letting that cat out of the bag? Oh, oh, oh do we got a kayfabe? Do I protect the anybody. business? Nobody protect knows. the business? Nobody knows that, that. It may or may not be Matt. I might have been Matt Classic, yes. <laughs> When you – so I guess my first question is – Hold when on. You, did you like this series? I got to tell you. <laughs> I kind of did. Okay. I thought, like, the wrestling was fun. I thought all the, like, the wrestlers were good. I thought everything they did on top of it was terrible. So, like, <laughs> shaking the camera when things would explode. That announcer guy is the worst thing I've ever heard. Do you know what his story well, now? No. Well, I know Brett Ernst is a, a comic. He's one of the two, and then Chris Kloss or whatever. The other yeah. Guy is. So the announcer, the KV, KB and Phelan. Yeah, yeah, that guy. He is the, uh, he was Dusty's right hand man in now in WWE developmental really? at the Performance Center. Yeah. Oh. He wrestled for XPW. He would do a lot of weird stuff in LA. He would always be on like infomercials for yeah. stuff. He was always trying to get work, but he always loved wrestling. And now he was, he was a great editor and he got the job of being like Dusty's right hand man. And yeah. he like, he would edit everybody's so anytime you've ever seen anything in nxt like a, a video package yeah. or a nice package in sure. nxt they do that stuff he, great. he's editing that's him he's wow. editing it yeah good for him yeah. i'm glad he found something he's good at because <laughs> ring announcing is not it he if, i don't think there's a moment of dialogue he is not screaming at the top of his yeah. lungs and he lost the he lost his voice he had to into the very like after the first day okay so that's my question <laughs> was this thing just shot in like a weekend or like a week or something it feels very much that way but then also i know you guys are actually wrestling and i don't know if you can yeah go I, through tables that quick yeah no i think it was five it was either four or five straight days of taping yeah so i in my head it was like a monday through a friday because i think i went then right afterwards went and did weekend shows right, right, right. To, you know so because it was so great because it was like this beautiful paying gig during the week yeah time of our life in la and then right to the road right after because that's at least for me because i'm yeah. a hustler and the, the ones like that were like that so yeah. yeah it was all filmed where i don't i couldn't tell you where I'm, some, some lot, warehouse or whatever yeah, yeah some yeah. lot in la but yeah it was a, a week of uh a week of filming now did you when you got this gig were you like like career-wise, were you like, oh shit, this is a big break. I'm going to be on MTV. This is going to be a huge thing. Or are you more opti- like a little more practical? Like, okay, I'll take this payday, but we'll see what happens. So this is an interesting one for me. Where I was at at that point, I was a pretty high-level indie wrestler. Okay, I was traveling to Japan. I was traveling all. You know, I was traveling okay. to England. I, I I was touring a lot, and. I was doing a lot of WWE dark matches or, or enhancement matches. Yeah, yeah. I was doing a lot of them. Oh, wow. And I heard there was this MTV show. I, all my friends were on it. They were getting booked for it. Yeah. And I was very jealous because I was of the MTV generation. Sure. I grew up on MTV and I knew almost at that point in my life, because I think I was 26, oh, wow. that these guys, I think, are bigger stars than wrestlers. Your jackass yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm trying to, even re- trying to even think about what was on. What was even on at that like, was was it even? Was it a uh, um, singled out? Or was that before that? That was a little. That was, that might, that was my teenage. That was my teenagers too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say like even like uh, he was Human Giant MTV. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for like, sure. and that might have been a couple of years later. But even so, I. But just the idea that being on MTV at that point in my career because I'd been such an indie wrestler, right? Uh, seemed like such a cool thing to do and would give me like this great indie cred. I think. Yeah. Being on MTV as opposed to being like an oh WWF where all that's where that's where all the wrestlers go. I was right, a hipster right. wrestler. I yeah. want to be on MTV. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I the creator. The creator, Kevin Kleinrock, who was basically yeah. in charge, I kind of like lied to him and said, listen, I'm about to sign with WWF. 
but I WWE, but I I'd like to do this right. if you would want me. And I wasn't written into season one, so he was going to write me into season two, right? But uh, and I was going to play a frat boy with Roderick Strong and Matt Seidel. <laughs> oh wow, that, I like that. That was our plan. Uh, but so they had to come up with an idea. They said, well, what if we? You know, make you a jobber and just call you Matt Classic, and you're, you'll just be a guy under a hood, and you'd be a jobber. Okay. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Right. And remember, I wasn't being signed by WWE. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure, at all. So that was just a foot in the door to get into yeah. season two, and also to be a part of the wrestling. Right, right, right. But yeah, that kind of goes against the idea of you getting on MTV to be famous because you're just a guy in a hood. You know what I mean? Like people can't see your face. But uh, but I like that idea because we've been saying how a lot of the characters, the one thing that they they did pretty well was like, okay. We've got vignettes. We're going to introduce a character. Here's a guy. You kind of know what he's about. They're pretty well defined. So Matt Classic wasn't your idea. That was them. So Matt Classic, the name and the idea of just a guy in a mask was right. the idea. Yeah. And then I you, built the you built the actual character. Okay, yes. good. That, that makes so sense. So I, th- what would we call that? It's like uh, making chicken out of chicken <laughs> yeah, yeah, chicken shit shit out of chicken salad yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. essentially because I was just there to, to be a, guy, a job right. guy. Right. And then I came with this character and on set – Every single person fell in love with this character. Yeah. Uh, and also every single person in like production and like behind the scenes also took credit for this character, uh, which was very <laughs> funny. Yeah, sure. Right? Because it was getting over. It's a good idea. Everybody. Yeah. So everybody wants to have their thumb on that shit. Yeah. Every, everyone did. And so like then I was like, oh, this is great. But the sad part for me is that I was, wasn't written into the show. I was there, the MTV.com. And that's why most of my matches ended up on MTV.com, yeah. not on the show. On the actual show. Yeah. yeah. It was just weird because they, you, you get a big vignette intro on like maybe the second episode, and then you're just not – like there's no matches. Because it's just I think all they, wanted, they wanted to like – Save it, it and do a big – No, I think they wanted to put me in the show. Be yeah. like, oh, we have this random thing. It's not meant for the show, but let's try to sneak them in somehow. Right, right, right. And on the bonus – are you guys gonna watch the bonus discs? Oh, uh, I didn't know there was bonus discs. We're watching it all on YouTube. Oh, there's. I, I did some vignettes that I that I kind of like wrote myself. Oh, really? And they're like they're basically like masked men. It's like trailers for movies that never happened. <laughs> of, and I'm playing like essentially like the old uh, like Santo in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Matt Classic. Oh, that's awesome. So it's I'm like, gonna hunt those down for yeah, sure. I I, ha- I, th- I might have put it up on YouTube actually. I sent Ooh. you the link. It's like I'm in an overcoat. And I'm like, I lick like, you know, I lick like, uh, I see cocaine on the ground, I lick yeah. it, and then I go like, and then like, <laughs> then like I'm, someone's running against me, and there's a cage behind the, uh, and I get caught by the cage, right. and then I'm like, come on, fuckers, let's fight, you know? That's great. <laughs> yeah. I like that they have the, it, what's interesting too is there was clearly at one point, faith behind the idea of this show because there's some money involved like the production value while some of the ideas are shitty like don't shake the camera when a thing blows up that's not how cameras like that's not how filming works but there's money there you yeah. can tell in the set design that there's money there and whatever i think i remember like them saying either was, there was three or six million dollars for them to play wow. with and and you know if you know me all I do is like count, like okay, how much would this cost to put on the show? How much right. is it? What's this guy getting paid? And I'm doing the math <laughs> yeah, in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I was looking at like okay, all this, the catering and the extras, and I was like putting sure. it together. I was like, yeah, well, they're using it. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you guys are in it and you're having a blast, you said it was the time of your life, right? Super fun to do. Were you pretty creatively free? I would imagine, like, not somebody breathing down your neck telling you what to say so, so much. So the first, so we got there like a couple days early, and they were like, everyone's gonna have to map out your match and tell it to Vampiro. Oh, because wow. he was like the main agent. Oh, really? And the funny story of this is, is, is the original meeting was at the original New Japan Dojo hmm. uh, in L.A. and um, 
it's funny because New Japan, I don't know, used to send people there. So that's kind of like a, like I think Nakamura was there hanging yeah. out, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but not a big star. Right. But if you're not a wrestling fan, you wouldn't know that. But yeah. Um, uh, but they were like, you have to sh- tell us all your matches, and that lasted like the first maybe episode people said that yeah. and I was like there wasn't enough time and in wrestling we don't call matches nine days in advance that's right yeah yeah so uh, the first couple ones were very heavily scripted yeah. because you had to give it and like I was a guy who was like I've been doing this eight nine years at that point I was like right. I'm not telling him I'll just <laughs> yeah. mine stuff is fine believe me yeah yeah and then sure. I think they were <laughs> right no it was yeah. great uh, how soon into it do you guys start realizing okay, this maybe isn't going to be a season two. Like, did you, like, when it was taping, you guys were like, oh, this is great, but then, you know, it's kind of, they air one episode, and then they start putting them on at three in the morning or whatever. Right. Well, they never, so, Vampiro, in that first meeting, was like, you guys are going to be stars. You're not going to be able to walk down the street. This is going to be the biggest thing. And, like, there's a little bit of me that was like, oh, that sounds so nice, but I know it's not true. (laughs) Of course. Absolutely. (laughs) But don't you want to have that, you have that little dream for a minute in your head, right? It's it's nice to have there. And, yes, you do. It's like all the time I'll sit and I'll dream about winning the lottery. But I know it's what I'll do with all the money. You know, like, so... um, so yeah, so I, I think when we realized that nobody was getting sent on any press, right. there were no commercials for it. So before the very first one, yeah. and I, I, again, I forget the show at the time, but I was watching a lot of stuff on that channel, yeah. and I wasn't seeing any any commercials or anything. So right. after that, after the first one aired, and then the second one, and you saw the ratings d- start dying. You know, I think we realized. That but even weird. the first one, I think, was only like maybe I don't know the numbers, dude. I, don't, I remember like I think what I saw was like the first one did pretty good, maybe like a one and one and change or something like that, right. and then they kind of. Half, half, yeah. half. But even after we saw the there. first one was one and a half, then you kind of realize, yeah. all right, and you realize it's probably not going to get any higher because nobody's behind it and they're not, they're not, not sending anybody there. anywhere. Or right, anything. right, right. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I, I did, like, my dream scenario as an independent wrestler was like, I was going to be able to wrestle the weekends and if this show got big enough, mm-hmm. I could, like, I could do bar appearances in Chicago <laughs> to, to subsidize money. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I know that's what the real world people did. Absolutely. And, and, the, and the Jersey Shore and all those guys. I did a thing called NACA, which is like uh, the North American College Association. Basically, uh, they go to look for uh, entertainers, shit they're going to mm-hmm. bring to their college. It's a huge conference. They do it like a couple times a year. And uh, you, I was there with NBC for this stand-up diversity thing. You, stand, you literally stand in a booth, and next to you is a magician. And then there's a guy with fucking a lizard, whatever, all around you. And then two booths over was uh, the situation from oh, fucking just sitting in a booth, just sitting in a booth, swamped okay. by college kids. Okay. They he was getting like twenty five fucking grand to go to these colleges yes. and literally just be like, woo, yes. that's all it is. And that's a little bit of me like thought that, and that's weird how I that's how I think that was the best scenario right. that would come out of this show. Yeah, yeah, not. And which is which is funny because I think like a little bit of me signing with WWE after this is something that did come out of it. Okay, but in my head, the best scenario was I would get five hundred dollars to go to a bar. Did that come out of it because of like you made connections with people that you like that guy who's Dusty's very hey man, or did it come out of it because they saw you on TV and then because like. Yeah, I mean, I, some people know a little bit of your story going right, into that. I, I just think it added to the, my value sure. as a wrestler that I have a guy. I was on TV. I was able to do a show. I was able to do a character. I, was, did I could it, do diverse stuff. Did it do anything for you as far as like, oh, I can, it's a new credit I can add. Like, I make a little bit more money on the indies, that kind of thing, or mm, not so much? No, I, I think after the show kind of tanked. Yeah. And, and, not, and there were some wrestlers that got booked because of it, mm. but where I was at, 
so there was guys who nobody had ever heard of and now could sure. get booked gotcha. because they were gotcha. this thing. But you were already a I thing. I was kind of at a level yeah, where yeah, it yeah. was what it was. Maybe I could sell, you know, I'd sold Matt Classic 8x10s <laughs> there you go. and I stole stuff from the set and I would sell it on <laughs> at, at the merch table. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's the money I made. I oh. still have some of those because, um, they. God, if I find it, I'll send you one if you yeah. want one. Yeah, yeah, for it's sure. The, the, the big X's that they would plaster to the side of, they're, they're all over the bunker right right and right I, I stole a couple of those thinking that like I bet in 10 years I can get money for it and that's I probably could get a buck for it I mean. for, for whatever for good or for ill you could see I'm, uh, one a number of those guys, of you guys have gone on to, to good success you know you see Seth, uh, Tyler Black on the show mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is huge uh, Jack Evans you Matt Seidel Matt Cross all these guys are, and obviously a lot of them were kind of had a thing already before they got on that show you can see in Lucha Underground shades of WSX. Like, yeah. you, you really can. Like, the whole bunker, the Underground Fight Clips thing of it. Yeah, they smartened up and they don't have fucking piranha tanks and people getting electrocuted in every episode. <laughs> uh, it's my favorite thing in the world. The electrocutions, I just laugh every time. And there's a point where they clearly got yelled at about the violence because two episodes in, they're electrocuting people left and right. And then one episode, uh, I think Joey Ryan's just hitting the nuts with a disco ball, and they cut away from it because they're like, you can't show that. That's too, that's too much. Interesting. Uh, final thoughts. Positive experience, negative experience. So, um, and I'll agree with you that I think that it was like Lucha Underground's like... Uh, Let's go to Predecessor. Yeah, Predecessor is a good one. So I, we, we were put up on the Sunset Strip, and this is what I remember from my time there filming it was that... I would go to uh, the comedy store every single night. That's awesome. And, uh, and I would watch all these guys. And it was, it's fun to see like a lot of those guys, Sebastian and Dov, Dov Davidoff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I would watch Brent. And um, a lot of the, you know, I just, you're watching Ari. Shapiro, sure, sure, Just sure. watching those guys grind it out at the yeah, comedy yeah, store. Yeah, and yeah. I was there on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. Just be like. Grinding, yeah. yeah like, oh, this is work. awesome. Yeah. But for me, it was awesome because I'm. Sure. I'm watching the. I understand the romanticism behind it. Right. So I loved that. Also, I we got paid a per diem. So I remember like I got my money and I didn't spend a dime because I took all the catering. Yeah. And I would take it home. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, like I'd pack everything and I just it's just. So I remember being like. I got an extra 300 bucks bonus on top of the, the three grand I got. That's yeah, what I yeah. got for, for that show. <laughs> That's not bad. No. Yeah. Because I just saw the check. I literally saw the check yesterday. And I think I got, like, after taxes, it was 17.2 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. But I, it was a $3,000 check and uh, 300 for that and all right the on. free food I wanted and this beautiful hotel. Yeah. And I hung out with friends. And, like, that's the experience I remember is just like having, like, we, it was just camp for yeah. five days. And I got to go see all that stand up. And I got to see all those guys on the scene and like pretend that I was living the life of an LA actor. Cause I remember <laughs> right. seeing Jamie Foxx on the strip and like we were all fucking around and we were like, I think we like either like took a dig, like he was wearing something like real lame, like real Hollywood stuff. Yeah, and we yeah. like kind of like took a dig at him, <laughs> you know? And I was like, yeah, we're, we're so cool. We don't give a fuck about Jamie Foxx. Yeah. <laughs> we're LA. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. And so that's, you know, but I, I, and nowhere in my head did I ever think that anything more than, yeah. Going to a bar for five hundred bucks would be yeah, yeah, would yeah, be yeah, part yeah. of Wrestling Society. X. So it worked out well. Yeah, I think so. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for talking. Appreciate it. You got it. Cheers, brother.